The T20 World Cup is coming to our shores in 2020 with the best of the best striving for the ultimate glory. Before that all kicks off, let's join Mel Jones as she chats to cricket royalty on road to the T20 World Cup. It's no wonder that having commentated on over 400 men's one-day internationals, over 100 men's test matches and five men's T20 World Cups, that he's been called the voice of Indian cricket. Road to the T20 World Cup caught up with Harsha Bogle in Mumbai recently to chat about Australia, the advancement of women's cricket in India and what a World Cup win would do for Indian cricket. Harsha Bogle, in 1992 you were rated the possessor of the sexiest voice on radio by people in Australia. How does that sit with you? There's a reason for that. Did you just clear your throat there in a little bit just to make it no, a bit deeper? No, because they couldn't find anything else to assign their words to, so they found, they found something. <laughs> Susan Kurosawa. Right. Oh, I'd love to meet her one day. I know it's been many years. I've never met her. I want to tell her thank you for getting it wrong, but I, <laughs> I don't well, mind When you're out in Australia this, this year, we will, we'll to. make sure that we'll make that, oh, that meeting happen. I'd love to. Okay. 91, 92, first time to Australia. Susan Kurosawa wrote that piece. There was a Channel 9 news presenter called Gina Boone. Yep. And I'd sit and watch the news. <laughs> every day. It's a long time. We're younger. I love it. Well, we've started beautifully. <laughs> we were younger. I'd love to know, you've been involved in... Well, how long have you been involved in cricket? You're a lover of the sport to begin with. I'll tell you what, my mother tells me that when I was a little fellow, I would say I'm a fan of Budhi Kundaran. And Budhi Kundaran was Indian cricket early 60s, so yeah. would have been four or five years old. But uh, really started reading cricket well, since I was six seven, six, seven years old. We didn't have television, no internet, Yeah. obviously. Yeah. So you read everything that came home. Sport and pastime used to come home. The Times for India used to come in the afternoon in Hyderabad. So just read everything, <laughs> including the wrapping. The eggs came in. Read, read, read that it. too. <laughs> read that too. So it, it was just an affinity. I just enjoyed mm. playing it. I enjoyed, enjoyed reading about it. So then if I ask you what I ask everyone about their favourite sporting moment, is it going to be a cricket one or is it going to be something different? No, it's going to be cricket. Okay. <laughs> cricket's been everything to me. Cricket's been everything to me. If, if India play a World Cup football match. Yeah. Or India win the Davis Cup at tennis? Yes, okay. that, that, that's something else. India yeah. got to the final a couple of times. They did. Or <laughs> even if India still today can win another gold at hockey, maybe. But uh, the, the, been, you tend to remember the test matches because they came out of attrition. They came out of struggle over a longer yeah. period. So remember Leeds 2002, remember Adelaide 2003, remember yeah. Perth 2008, uh, Johannesburg recently. But I, I, I thought about it. 83 for my generation was huge. Yeah. Winning the World Cup in 83 for my generation was huge. Uh, 2011 for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, because of what it did to the game thereafter, the World T20 in 2007, I was there in Johannesburg when it happened. Winning the World T20 in 2007, just for what it did to the world game for cricket in India, the yeah. start of the IPL, getting a lot of people, giving a lot of opportunities to play the big game as an outcome of that. Remember, India didn't want to play T20 cricket. Yeah. India, yeah. India were thrust into playing the World T20, almost screaming and kicking. They didn't want to play World T20. So I think to me it would just be the World T20. That surprised me greatly. No, because, yeah. because you want to be there at the start of something big. Yeah. So you ask war correspondents and they'll, they'll probably say when a country got liberated or when something big happened yeah. and they just happened to be there. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why. Okay. I'm going to come back to that because it's, it, I mean, it's the whole point of this podcast in terms of World T20 World Cup. Yeah. Um, Primarily around the women's, but also the men's that this year. Also, well. it was a, it was a, a journey into the unknown for everybody. We didn't know what we were getting into, and that's yeah. why I feel like talking to people who covered this nineteen seventy five World Cup. Yeah, 
it was a journey into the unknown. I mean, Chappelle talks eloquently about that 75 World Cup and how till yeah. they got to the final, they said, oops, this looks like something now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we were all going into the unknown. We didn't know what a good score was. Yeah. We didn't know. I mean, there were 200 plus score in the first day uh, and wasn't defended. So I, I remember uh, when Chris Gale hit a six saying, oh, he's just missed the golf course. <laughs> at, at just beyond yep. the so because it was a journey into the unknown and we didn't know what was going to emerge out of that mm-hmm. hence that uh, hence that feeling yeah. okay. speaking of journey into the unknown that's a little bit like your career too you get into broadcast yeah. you had absolutely no idea where it was going to no. take you no um, we were just chatting before we actually started this about your first touch point with women's cricket because you wouldn't yes. have certainly thought that you'd be involved as heavily in women's cricket as you are now when you first yeah. started. When was your first touch point? I'd done a Ranji Trophy game once. Uh, How that was my you? first game. I was just over 19. I hadn't yet played for my university, but right. I got a chance to do that. It's a long story. <laughs> we'll tell it another time. But I used to follow the scores in the women's cricket. And in the early 80s, late 70s, early this 80s... This is going to sound bad, but why? Because you just read everything that was in the newspaper. So... It was, no te- for you, it was cricket. It wasn't it was men's cricket, cricket or cricket no, it was just or cricket. women's. It was just it was always cricket. cricket. Yeah. And in the early, late 70s, early 80s, still no television at home in India. Mm-hmm. And uh, internet, of course, is a far, far later phenomenon. So yeah. you just read everything that came. Yeah. And if there's a cricket match, you went to see it. I remember seeing so many matches at the Lal Bahadur Stadium in, in Hyderabad mm-hmm. and getting excited when the scorers walked across because they went to st- they were at the other end of, of the play because that meant the game was about to start. Wow. The umpires used you to get a, a huge nuffy, oh, the umpires <laughs> get a huge cheer when they came out. The yeah. umpires? Yeah, because that meant the game's about to start. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have uh, very few entertainment options. Yeah. Movies, this, that's it. Television wasn't yet an entertainment mm-hmm. option. So I remember the late 70s, 80s, women's cricket match used to go house full in India. This was Shantaranga Swami, Diana Edalji. The big names. Yeah, all, yeah. All, all, all these people, Shubhangi Kulkarni and all, all, all these people. And so there was a game in Hyderabad. I'd just done Ranji Trophy match that was starting after lunch. i just finished my audition. I was on trial. And this women's game happened. South Zone versus English, England women. I remember some names, Janet Britton. Oh, uh, legend. Carol Hodges. Mm-hmm. There's some of these girls, but from India, I think Shanta played that game. Yeah. Uh, Sudha Shah, uh, Sumati Ayer, Fauzia Khalil. There was a very pretty young girl who played well called MV Lata, and all the young guys used to want to watch her play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Subhadra Suri might have been playing that game. So I, I still remember that. That was, the, that was just the second game I did, 1981, yeah. 82, I think, thereabouts. That is an amazing list of names because I think for probably players you my generation. I was, I was a bit later. later but, but they were the names. And it's, it's funny too because I never grew up knowing those names because yeah. women's cricket wasn't televised, as you mentioned. Yeah. So I got to know those names almost as I was playing or even past my playing when you start yeah. to do research on commentary so that you can actually give relevance yes. to those people because they never... never also, I had a book at home. One of the, either it was Lord Stavener's book or something mm-hmm. else at home. I think it might be Lord Stavener's book, which I've... I read every book four or five times. Yeah. And there was this picture of Rachel Hayhoe Flint with her arms stretched out wide and a ball in her hand. Yeah. I, it must be an iconic picture. I don't know. Yeah. So just the name stuck. Yeah. So in those days, because your mind wasn't disturbed by so many other things, things stuck. Yes. And, then, and when you're young, things stick in your memory much more than they do now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that's 1981. And then I think women's cricket sort of went into a little bit of hiatus, it did. didn't it? Did. It did, yeah. And now all of a sudden... It's come back with a 
You know, but there was another phase, I remember, early 90s, because I did a game in 94 in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Might have been a four-nation, three-nation, whatever. India were playing that game. Yeah. And this was Purnima Rao, Neetu David, uh, that, that generation. Yeah. And I remember a couple of tours where the women were either just before or after the men. Yeah. And the men lost and the women won. Uh-huh. And these girls would have a bit of a laugh over it, saying, you know, we win and, 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 and they lose. And we had a lot of good yeah. spinners even then. They were, oh, Neto David yeah. was outstanding. Yeah. So we had a lot of good spinners then that I remember well. Yeah. So Anjum, th- Anjum was just starting to come then. Anjum Jain, yeah. Anjum Chopra, they were just starting to come in, yeah. So do you think, how do you see this? Sandhya Agarwal. There oh, you go. There Sandhya Agarwal. Okay, yeah. yeah. Do you think, how, how important do you think the T20 game has been then from your perspective for the women's game? I think it's, I think it allows more people to be able to watch it because of the format and get introduced to it. I've always felt T20 is going to be the evangelist for the the modern game. Mm -hmm. For people who are getting into the game to see T20, fall in love with cricket, then appreciate the longer forms of the game. So, um, for the women's game, T20, yes. Mm -hmm. It's just that I think T20 is becoming a power game. I don't know where that will leave India. The new generation of young Indian girls yeah. are starting to adapt very well. Yeah. But I just thought 50 overs was India's strength. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the likes of Mitali were unmatched in the, in the 50 over game. Suddenly, mm-hmm. 20 overs comes in. Is she right? Is she wrong? Yeah. Does she have the game to play? She's been our biggest. This batter, the word. I mean, mm. batter is what you put things to fry in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. That's a discussion for another podcast okay. as well. <laughs> okay. uh, but whatever, yeah. Yeah. So. I think that uh, World Cup final a couple of years ago did, was was huge for uh, for India. Just two thousand seventeen. Yeah, just the, just the viewership. Lords. Yeah, just the viewership. India that coming that close yeah. to winning it, suddenly realizing that hang on, Harman Preet is a special player. Smriti yeah. Mandana is a special player. Now you've got the young Jemima from Bandra and Bombay who, mm. who looks to be a good player. Suddenly you have a you have an uh, a festival T Twenty IPL week mm-hmm. and yeah. Shafali Varma comes comes through that. Yeah. Uh, Julian is still going around in the yeah. in, in in fifty overs game, so it, it's it's good to see all these players coming in. I wish Indian girls got the opportunity to play much more. I think this year they missed missed out on the big match because of some cricket that was yeah. in India, but but it's good to see. I think the new generation coming through with, and that's why I'm a big fan of of women's IPL. Yeah, big support of women's IPL. Two thousand seventeen World Cup final, Lords packed out ground. It was an amazing game where England fought back through Anya Shropshire. Yes. Do you think? I mean, we. You would love India to win that final. But do you think losing it maybe has helped just people's eyes on women's cricket here in India a little bit more? I don't know. I, th- I think if India had won it, the game would have gone to another level. Another level quicker. Another level in India quicker yeah. because it would inspire a lot more people as well. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that there is a narrative around women's cricket in India now, once again, like it used to be in the late 70s and yeah. 80s, this narrative has picked up again in India and suddenly people are realising when they see pictures of Smriti Mandana bat through the offside, now she's hitting through the onside as well. Yeah. But when they look at pictures of her hitting through the offside, that Harman Preet's innings of 175? Yeah. Wasn't it 175? 171. 171? Yeah. 175 is a big name in Indian cricket, because that's what Kapil Dev scored against Zimbabwe, the Tantric girls. Uh, but yeah. here's this girl hitting big sixes. Yeah. And I, I actually do believe that time has come to push the boundary ropes back again. Yeah. Because the boundary ropes are too far and it's, it's, it's unfair. It's, it's telling women what they're not. Yeah. When you bring the boundary ropes in, it's telling them, look, we don't think you can clear it. It's telling it's, them it's what they're not. It's capping them a little bit, yeah. It's, yeah. it's telling them, look, here's a public exclamation of the fact that we do mm. not think you're good enough to be able to hit it there. They'll find their way. They'll run more threes if they can't hit the mm. sixes. The game will find its own ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they should be brought in that much. I mean, 
that's ridiculous. Do you think also, though, let's take it from another perspective, that it's a way to... I, I think women's cricket is compared to men's cricket more so than any other sport. So I think a lot of, you know, swimming or track, everyone can yes. appreciate that female athlete and that male athlete for what they do in their own sport. But for some reason, for me, maybe it's because I'm in the sport, I always find as if people are comparing men's and women's cricket. And far too many people think it's their prerogative to decide who plays the game. Yeah. We don't own the game. This game is not to be contracted. This mm-hmm. game is to be expanded. If 12-year-old girls want to play cricket, that's fantastic. Yeah. If the handicapped want to play cricket, if, if they have one foot, if they're on one foot and they mm-hmm. want to play cricket, wow. I went, I went to watch a, a game of the visually impaired ones. Yeah. And uh, this was not an international game. And I was fascinated by how they were fielding. As soon as the ball was hit, cover and mid-wicket would just low, a guy, go prone. Because, right. because that meant there was about six feet between their hands, six, six and a half feet with the yep. hands at the tips of their toe that could stop the ball. Yep. And I just thought that was fascinating. Mm-hmm. I offered to bat. I said, can I bat? <laughs> and one of their bowlers bowled. Yep. I had my eyes closed. And I said, let me see. And I missed by a yard. Yep. And I realized that's a different skill too now to be able to play that game. So cricket mm-hmm. has to be for everybody. Yep. So uh, I think we have to acknowledge, just as we are willing to accept that Steffi was a different player from uh, well, Agassi, therefore. Yeah. But uh, Serena is a different player from Roger Federer. Yeah. And if we can respect Serena Williams mm-hmm. and, and, the, and, the Williams and, and the people that came before, all the way from Billie Jean King to through Margaret Court, through yeah. all these people, if you can respect them for who they are, then why can't mm-hmm. we respect these players for who they are? I mean, Meg Lanning's a seriously good player. Yeah. You watch Meg Lanning play and you, wa- you want to watch. Yeah. So, uh, so what's the beauty of the women's game that you think we should embrace a little bit more and not try and change? Just leave it, I, I think, just, just leave, leave it, it as it is. I, I love the wristiness to the shot. Mm-hmm. But the other day, I, I, I was watching highlights. Was it, was it Elisa Healy? And she was, I'm just making a mockery of the boundary. Was it yeah. the game where she hit a millions of sixes? Yeah, she hit a, it might have been the 148 against Sri Lanka recently. She was yeah. just clobbering it. And I yeah. said, look, the power is coming into the game. Yep. But don't expect to see a Kyron Pollard there. Hmm. Because it's a different game. Yeah. And I think one of the Indian players told me, he said he loved watching the Indian spinners bowl. Yeah. Because increasingly as the spinners get stronger, they're pushing the ball through quicker. Yeah. And so they're losing the loop. Mm-hmm. And here are these girls, because they didn't have the physical strength to bang the ball in, yeah. they're bowling exactly like the spinners of the past. Yeah, beautiful loop. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's a leggy, there's a tough. Yeah, so yeah. I wish India produced more quicker bowlers, and I think they, they will. Yeah. But just, just let the game find its own, find its own narrative. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. And talking about the, the pace bowlers too, and I think we're finding that in Australia and around the world, is that with women's cricket being elevated on television more, we will find more and more young girls and athletes yeah. coming into the sport there's i was lucky enough to be at awards sports awards last night and the wealth and depth of female athletes in the country across yes. just a wide spectrum of sports from wrestling to shooting to in india yeah to tennis uh, traditionally at the asian games everywhere the women always win more medals than the men mm-hmm. india's women athletes through the 80s with, with, with pt usha and md walsama and shiny 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 abraham they were just yeah. they're brilliant even now the shooters win a lot of medals. Yeah. Can you imagine what it must be in conservative Indian families in the north of India for a woman wrestler to win an international medal given she has to compete against boys? Yeah. And the fact that they are conservative societies and there's a woman, a girl grappling with a boy. Yeah. And to fight through that to come how strong they must be. I, th- I have respect for women's cricket because we s- in traditional Indian societies it's still difficult 
uh, and that's changing very rapidly and I hope it changes quickly. Yeah. It's not easy for a girl to go through inter-district, inter-city, with mm-hmm. all the travel and, and, and everything. It's not easy. And so I, I, I think it's fantastic that, uh, that they come through. So that they would have faced so many more challenges so and roadblocks. I read a beautiful story of how difficult it was for Pakistani girls to play cricket. Mm-hmm. So I, I, think, I, I think it's just opened it up a lot yeah. more. I find the narrative a little similar to people looking down on T20 in its early days. We all puffed, we all put our nose up a little bit, sat in our ivory towers and said, no, nah, that's yeah. not cricket. Yeah. If you're saying that about women's cricket as well, that's nonsense. It's, it's a different form of the game. They should be allowed to play. Do you yeah. say the same thing when you see under-8s play cricket? Don't you enjoy it when under-8s play cricket? Yeah. <laughs> it's a different game when under-8s play. It's a different game when the girls play. It's a different game when the over-50s play. Mm-hmm. So you, you suddenly, you, you get, name, name your fars, you, you watch Dennis Lilly and Tomo play an exhibition game. Yeah. They're not going to go like they did then, yeah. but you're still going to be excited about watching them. It's, it's a bit like that. It's a different game. Across different people playing it, it's the same rules, but it's a different flow, it's a different speed, and you've got to, you've got to appreciate the skills that each, each brings to it. Yeah. If you look at that pathway for a young girl, like we've seen Shafali Verma come through yeah. with the Indian team recently played at 15 years of age yeah. and she, when you watch her play you look, you're quite excited yeah. about what's yeah. going to happen in the future when you look at someone like her having come through the system if there was a bit of a Harsha Bogle magic wand that you could just shift things to make it a little bit easier or a voice yeah. in Indian society to say it's okay let's embrace it what, yeah. what would it be could you look at something and go I, I think we should televise it a lot more yep I think should televise it a lot more. Have not just women talking about it, but yeah. have general people talking about the game. Like Pre- yeah. Presented the same way as you would uh, a men's game. Maybe yeah. don't do one hour pre-show, or half an hour pre-show, mm-hmm. but tell people the story of why Shafali Varma is such a good player. What did Jemima Rodriguez go through? Why did she give up hockey to play cricket? Yeah. Because all these girls from Bandra instinctively they take to hockey. Yes. Yeah. And and why did she pick up? cricket. Smriti Mandana became a left-hander because she thought cricket is a left-handed game because her brother was left-handed. She'd only seen her brother play. So she thought cricket is a left-handed game. Oh my gosh, she's going to turn and bat right-handed in the middle of the World Cup finals and, and there you blow go. it out of the water. <laughs> like David Warner does. Suddenly, suddenly I'm this going to bat right-handed. So I think we need to tell stories. What a story. Yeah. Julian Goswami's story is it's excellent. amazing story. M- Mitali Raj's father uh, had a little concrete slab yeah. and threw balls at her to let her play. I think we need to tell people why these parents are doing great things to get their girls to play. So yeah. just build a narrative around it. Yeah. Don't wait for them to win something. Yes. But just build a narrative around it so that people have a peg by which to watch. I saw also, when you, you speak about that narrative, I'm a big believer in the language in which we use yeah. in the game as well and the way we can... I mean, most people have got a platform now. You've got which blew me away when I looked at your Twitter account the other day, 8.2 million. In India, we have big numbers. So there were, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them are yeah. in India. And there was, um, one of the tweets you put out was, quick reminder, Rohit Sharma isn't the first Indian to play 100 yeah. 20 internationals. Uh, Harmanpreet Kaur has already played yeah. 100 games. That's, for me, I think that's when I speak about a magic wand. I think that language and the way in which we can use social media and just get people a little bit of a reminder that there is the women's game out there. Also in India, I think we're going through a stage where we want to celebrate India because there's a lot of turmoil in our society going on. There's something to celebrate India. The Indian girls do well. Yeah. They'll, they'll pick. So when the 15 got announced, I said, let's, let's rally behind them. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's cheer them along. They lose in the semis, doesn't matter. Let's cheer them along. Yeah. They lose a game, doesn't matter. They win a game, wow, let's celebrate. 
I mean, PV Sindhu playing the final of the Olympics. She lost in the final of the Olympics badminton. She would have won India badminton gold. Yeah. That was the one of the most watched events across movies and entertainment and everything I heard for the, the year. Were empty. And yeah. everybody's watching PV Sindhu play badminton. Yeah. When, when Saina Nehwal was playing, suddenly, when Saina and Sindhu came along, badminton people started watching badminton. Yeah. When Leander and Mahesh were playing, people started watching men's doubles. When Sanya Mirza came along, we started watching Sanya Mirza play the game. All Hyderabad girls, don't forget. Sanya, Sanya, <laughs> Sindhu, you Mitali. You take the boy out of Hyderabad, yeah. Sanya, Sanya, Sindhu, Mitali. Mm-hmm. All four Hyderabad girls. There must be something in the air. Something there. in the water there, isn't there? Something, something in the water, sir. <laughs> but if India start to do well, then these people will all, India, everyone start to rally around. Yeah. And you can see uh, Sindhu is already India's third or fourth highest earning sports personality. Wow. There's, there's, yeah. there's, uh, there's Dhoni, there's Kohli among the current players. Yeah. I think she's three or four. Uh, Smriti Mandana is getting a few endorsements. Yeah. Harman Preet is just, uh, if she can get a little more consistent, I'm sure she'll get, yeah. she'll get lots as well. So I, I, I'm looking for, and, and Mitali, the feisty one. I mean, Mitali went to a conference once, press conference, something like that, where yeah. she was dressed but she had uh, sweat in her armpits mm-hmm. and someone pointed out to that and she said, well, I was in the nets out playing and practicing so I would sweat yeah. like anybody else and didn't mind, didn't mind saying, yeah. look, that's it. Yeah. If, if, a guy, if a guy turned up in a, in a t-shirt with sweat in his armpit, you said, that's fine, right? Yeah. So she yeah. said, I'm an athlete. Yep. That's bound to happen. And I thought that was a great line. Oh, she's they got some her, great lines. <laughs> they, they asked her, who's your favorite male player? She said, this is it. She said, when you ask Virat Kohli who's favorite female player is, I'll tell you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, you need, uh, sometimes if you're overly feisty, you can put people off, yeah. but you need people to stand up for you. And I, I, I love that these young girls are, and these yeah. young girls are very with it. I saw, I saw a little video of a celebration in the Indian dressing room and they're happy to put it on Instagram. They're happy yeah. to put it. It's a good generation. Yeah. And it changes the narrative. Yeah, too, they, doesn't it's it? a from, good generation. From being, you know. Ladies, inverted yeah. commas, uh, you know, not, not allowed to sweat on the cricket field, yeah, to you, being you, athletes. You don't have to become guys, you can still be ladies, yeah. but you can still be athletes. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break on Road to the T20 World Cup. I'm going to come back and I'm going to grill Harsha Bogle on all things, well, T20 cricket, but most importantly, T20 cricket in Australia, a country that we know he loves so well. On SEM, this is Road to the T20 World Cup with Mel Jones. I know when we start, start to speak about Australia, there's a bit of a smile and a bit of a pep in the step that <laughs> comes in, isn't there? For a couple of reasons, good things happened to me when I went to Australia. Every time I went, my career got a bit of a boost, especially because the very kind people at the ABC were, were, were very good to me. But also, I find I get along with the people because I can be critical and, and be friends. Okay, that's interesting. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I find that a very very nice way to live life. I mean, we're doing this podcast. I might yeah. say something, and Mel, you might turn around and say, that's nonsense, I disagree. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't like you anymore. Yeah, correct. So, so, so that, that, that's yeah. what I enjoy about the society. I yeah. like that it's egalitarian. It's largely egalitarian. I'm sure yeah. there's, there's uh, within the egalitarian look, I'm sure there's ups and downs and social classes yeah, and, and whatever, but yeah. largely, largely egalitarian. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I like that side. Yeah. And I... When I, when I worked in Australia, nobody ever asked me how much cricket I played. Right. And for someone yeah. who comes with my background, yeah. uh, that, that, that's important. Yeah, that's, that's interesting in itself. I think for they just accepted you for who you were. They didn't like you, they said, no, mate, you're not good enough. Yeah. yeah. But not good enough, not because you don't fit into yeah. our community. Yeah. So when last year when Fox, when Fox asked me to be, I actually asked them, why me? 
Are you kidding me? I asked them, why me? I asked Matt Reeves, why me? Even with the wealth of experience you've yeah. had across I've, cricket I asked him, why me? Yeah. And he said, because we've never had Indian stories told on Australian television. We just yeah. wanted Indian stories told on Australian television. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's hard for an Australian at the moment to, to talk about Australia in some ways because you were so passionate, like everyone is passionate yeah. about their own country, but the country's going through some horrific, horrific times with the bushfires at the moment. And you get, you, you do, you get emotional. I'm emotional talking about yeah. it now, just thinking about what's going on. Um, but at the same point in time, you know, it is a stunningly beautiful country. Yes. You're an ambassador for Tourism Australia at the moment. And because of that, I've, I've got to see so many beautiful places mm. in Australia. The, the Wit Sundays are something else. I mean, Tourism Australia put together that for us. <laughs> and I thought I must have done something very good. You know, in, in Hindu society, you talk about the previous birth and reincarnation. I thought in my previous birth, I must have done something oh, very <laughs> nice to be able to have holidays. <laughs> to like experience So Anita and me had gone there. That, that was that. that so that gorgeous. number one on your places to see in Australia? In, in, in Australia, I've seen so many. So, yeah. but but yes, actually, last time we were in WA, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the area around Perth as well. Yep, I got my cocker selfie, but uh, you did. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, everyone, but you got it. I only went there for the first time uh, a couple of weeks ago. Ah, you Eastern, oh, I know, you're I know. Eastern, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I got yeah. the cocker selfie. No, but I enjoyed. I, I enjoyed the wineries. I. I, n- I never drank wine till I went to Australia, and Australia's corrupted me in that sense. Converted me, okay. Not better corrupted, converted. Better words, converted. <laughs> and so my natural, I, I love having a glass of red wine, but my natural, what, what I enjoy is what you, you first taste, right? Mm-hmm. So I enjoy the Australian red wines very much now, yep. more, more than before. And yeah, I've, I've seen some, uh, from, from the Gold Coast, I, I could never get over that. I'm, I'm sitting on the beach at the Gold Coast. Yep. And in less than half an hour's drive, I'm in a tropical forest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, the diversity of oh, I nature was, is... I, I thought that was fantastic. I, I noticed that from being from Melbourne. You can go down the coast and you can be at Bell's Beach, at the surf beach. Within an hour and a bit, you can be in the snowfields up at Falls or Buller yeah. reasonably quickly. You can be in desert out, out to, the, to the west very, very quickly as well. So I, 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 yeah, I, I never get tired of the view of Sydney Harbour. Yeah. I've often said this and I've said this a hundred times more, the British got it all wrong. <laughs> They should have left the convicts behind. And <laughs> but, but just the view, because I, I, as part of Tourism Australia, really, I, did a, I did, was doing a series of blogs, mm. a series of video blogs, and we took this uh, seaplane that takes you around, uh, I can't remember where we started from, from part of Sydney that we started yeah. from. And the view from up there was, was just incredible. It just, because, because of the quality of light, the water looks, water looks better, better yeah. colour. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to be at the T20 World Cup final. I'm very much looking forward to it, yeah. On March 8. Leading up to it, though, there is a, a what I think is going to be the most competitive um, Women's World Cup we've, we've yeah. ever seen. Um, I'm going to try and get you to take your I hope so, because I see, I, see, off, I, I see Pakistan are winning a few games. I see Sri Lanka have, have the odd time Sri Lanka have a couple of players who, who can do things. Yeah. I think Australia are going to a different level, though. My, my fear is Australia playing at a different level. I don't know if mm-hmm. it's because of the of the big bash and more, more girls coming through and yeah. I've read about how more girls are playing cricket now than ever before mm-hmm. but, but New Zealand have a team South Africa yeah. have a team England are always good India might challenge yeah. so it's good to go into a tournament that five or six teams can challenge yeah. rather than go through a long process to know which four are going to make it to the semi-final I think a lot of the talk around Australia is that weight of expectation it, England handled it beautifully during the 2017 World Cup um, where they went on to win it that sense of expectation for Australia and the crowds and, and the like. From 
from India's perspective, though, I think if they can engage a very large Indian community in Australia, yes. that might actually make a difference for them. Can you imagine an India-Australia final at the MCG? I'll stop it. I'm getting... Yeah, India India. <laughs> okay, I'll, 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 I'll break that dream of your answer with India dream. winning of the last ball. With India winning of the last ball. Five to not win, quite the dream, but yeah. Five to win of the last ball and Harman Preet hits it into the stands. No, no but it'll, it'll be good. Mm. I've, I've been at a packed MCG before and one of the sites that I will never forget in my life is India versus South Africa. 2015 World 2015 Cup. World Cup. Mm. About a thousand more, I think, than watched the opening game, England versus Australia at the MCG. Yeah. And the national anthem started. There were 60,000 Indians at the MCG. I've never seen 60,000 Indians sing the national anthem. Yeah, it's, It sounded like about 130, though. We are loud. <laughs> I am. <laughs> but, but if India can make that final, it, it will be fantastic. But yeah. even more symbolically, if you can achieve on International Women's Day, a full house to watch mm. a women's international, that will be fantastic. What would it do for... I'd like the ICC to do a little bit more, though, for, for women's cricket, but that's a separate topic. That's another podcast. Yes. We're up to podcast number four at the moment with all our <laughs> little side podcasts. Um, what do you think it would do for, for, not just even women's cricket, just for cricket in India, if India won this World Cup? It would... Uh, it would be very much like what the 1983 World Cup win did for India. Look, 1983, there was a generation, there were three or four players who were nine or ten years old, children who were nine or ten years old. Yeah. Tendulkar was ten, Dravid was ten, Lakshman was nine. Right. They're watching, because I think the last two games were televised, the earlier games were not televised, the last two were televised. But they're watching India play West Indies. You're not supposed to be the West Indies in 1983. Yeah. You only made 183. And suddenly there's one goes and the second goes and the third goes. And I remember suddenly thinking, shit, is it possible? What's, what's is, it, is it possible? Yeah. And then you win by 40 runs. It, it allowed the Dravids and Tendulkas and the Lakshmans and the Gangulis to suddenly get inspired, the Kumbhles to want to play to international cricket. Yeah. If India can even cut to, get to the final, winning it is fantastic, get, get to the final, seeing these girls play on the big stage, there must be a 9, 10-year-old somewhere in India yeah. who will say, I want to be on that stage. Yeah. And luckily, because of at least currently the lesser physicality, mm-hmm. the 14, 15 year old girls can actually be good enough, like Shafali Varma is, yeah. to be able to play on, on, on a big stage. So if you can dream at nine or 10 mm-hmm. to be able to watch that, then that'll be fantastic. And I love Indian parents. Maybe you should a diktat. <laughs> All of you watch this game. That's a, that's yeah. a good message to yeah. watch the game. Just watch. And I mean, Star in India, I'm sure Star will make a very big deal out of it. So uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's very good. I think they would. So then on the flip side, and it's the question that I ask everyone on this podcast, no, is regardless of who makes the final, and as you mentioned, there are, and as I chatted about, the competition is, is getting tighter and tighter, so it could be a, a combination of numerous different teams. Regardless of who makes that final, what would it mean just for you to see... 60, 70, hopefully 92 plus thousand people Isn't at the MCG. Is it brilliant? I mean, when, when Serena plays at, at Wimbledon, yeah. she packs the stadium, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, people do come because the women's final, you want to be seen there. Yeah. So there'll be some part of those people coming there as Being well. Being part of an event. Being, Being part, part of yeah. a moment like, in like a boxing day test. You want, yeah. you want to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, still, I still think it's ambitious mm-hmm. to fill the MCG. Did, did Australia and New Zealand fill the box uh, on boxing? They fill the MCG, I think. I don't think they quite filled it, but this is a final, right? Yeah. And I, I think it'll be important that Australia make it. I, I mean, if India playing Australia in the semi-final, I don't mind if, <laughs> if they get knocked out. But if Australia playing that, that's yeah. an added incentive. When the home side plays, it's always different. Yeah. 2011 World Cup final in Mumbai is different because India were playing it as mm-hmm. well. So it, it'll be brilliant. 
if India can make that final, I hope it catalyzes a women's IPL. I think we're ready. I think the women's IPL should not just be India Magenta versus India Move versus yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it should be RCB versus CSK. Yeah. Because the moment it's RCB versus CSK versus MI, you've got a fan base that's already ready. And just as the RCB fans, and, and mm-hmm. Young India is beautiful. Young India is not going to say, ah, these girls, I'm not watching them. Young India will come to watch if they're wearing RCB colors. They're wearing yeah. the same colors, the same sponsors. Yeah. RCB is coming out to play at, at the Chinnaswamy. Mumbai Indians girls team, women's team is playing. Yeah. It'll be brilliant. I know it's been said that there's not enough Indian talent yet available. Mm-hmm. But if you had all eight teams needing to have a women's team... Do you have to go eight to start with? If you said that for the first two years, we'll have six overseas players, mm-hmm. for the, but understood right at the start that after two years, it'll be five overseas players. Yeah. After four years, let's take a call and see if we can make it four like in the men's game or we yeah. keep it five. Mm-hmm. So suppose you start off with six. You're looking at five into eight, 40. Yeah. So we're looking at 50, 55 Indian girls. Now you've had a challenger just played in India, mm-hmm. right? That's 33 players there. Yeah. So there will be some who probably don't belong yet. Yeah. But we've got an Indian football league where not everyone belongs. Yeah. So if you start off by saying six overseas players, yeah. but capped after two years to five, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, why not? Eight, 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 in, eight, eight is seven by two, 56, that's 28 plus three, 31 matches. Yeah. Let's give it a go. Money is not a problem in Indian cricket. And if you say the cap is 85 crores today for the IPL, yeah. we'll raise the cap to 95 crores. And we'll say that Mumbai Indians already have a fantastic training facility. Mm. RCB already have a fantastic training facility. Let's, the additional cost for the franchises, given the money they're already making from the IPL television, yeah. they are 60, 70 crores plus before a ball is bowled. So they're already making money. They can already absorb the entire cost of a women's IPL if there's not a single penny of additional revenue. Yeah. So just do it. Just do Maybe it. play it in September. Just I don't do know. It. Yeah. Just do, I like that as well. Just do it. Um, I often... You can't go wrong. Because no. if yeah, yeah. five Indian players per team, if today you don't have 40 girls in India playing, then we're already wrong. Mm-hmm. And who knows, will come if Shafali came up. There must be so many like oh, her there's waiting a lot to of come Shafalis. up. Yeah, yeah, there so are, many certainly think so. I, I think it, I, mm-hmm. I would go today with eight yeah. and say six overseas players. Okay. So it would change the shape of, of cricket in India exponentially, I think. But also, I, I'm a massive believer in sport being a, a vehicle for social change. Yes. If it did happen as well and, and it went big, how do you think that would impact young girls just generally across the board in India? Look, if there are young girls, if, if Mary Kong can win five world titles as a boxer with three children, there's a great woman's story there. A biopic on Mary Kong did really well. There's biopics coming on, on Saina, mm-hmm. on Sindhu, on Mitali, on Julan. So stories of girls in sport are now going beyond sport into a... Into a film situation. Yeah. People are willing to make films after mm-hmm. the success of Maricom. Maricom is just incredible. Yeah. So if you had all these girls playing cricket on television and becoming stars and appearing in commercials and, and making money out of mm-hmm. the game, because that is making money is a, is a motivator, not just yeah. the pride of playing for whatever. No, mm-hmm. money is a motivator. And they see these girls making money. Mm. A lot of parents would then say, oh, no, let, let my girl play cricket. Yeah. And I, I think it would, it would start, start a revolution. We've had a revolution in Indian chess after Vishwanathan Anand became our first grandmaster. We got 65 grandmasters. When Vishwanathan Anand became a chess grandmaster, we yeah. didn't have a single, we had one international master. No grandmasters in chess. Now there's 65. Yeah. 
So if if the girls can say right, we'll we'll get a hundred girls playing cricket in India at a certain standard. That's already a revolution. Yeah. So just as similarly, I'd like uh, cricket for the visually impaired to yeah. to come up and yeah. be on television. I'd like cricket for the physically impaired to come up because our sport has to embrace everybody. Yeah, so I'd love that picture. to happen. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that to happen. Hashburger, you've just given me goosebumps um, because we're talking about a revolution. Yeah. I'm going to put a little bit of maybe a Tracy Chapman overlay on this yeah, yeah. as a little bit of a backlog. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're scooting off to Australia, but India, what is first of the one day yeah. is today. What's your little tip on what's going to transpire? I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying we've got world-class players on it's either exciting, side. It's, isn't it brilliant? Yeah. And it's, it's so nice that already both captains are talking about this summer. The Australian summer, the Indian Come, winter, yeah. with four test matches again. I get yeah. the feeling I was just there last year, <laughs> but four, maybe five. One, he's come up and said, "Let's have five. Yeah. So already the stories, stories being built up. That should yeah. be that should be a great series. And I'm I'm very happy that someone like Virat, who's uh, changing as a person, by the way, he's much yeah. calmer. He's yeah. he's becoming more of a statesman. The angry young man is coming becoming a statesman. He's saying, "I don't mind playing day night cricket. Yeah. I don't mind playing in Brisbane. Bring it on. Yeah. Because he likes pace." Yes. He thinks the space in Valence India have got a chance of winning, so I'm looking forward to that. There we go. I'm looking forward to you being at the MCG yes, on I'm March 8th. I'm looking forward to, March. forward to the stories of women's cricket being told by you from 1981. Was it 1981? It was. Yeah, when I you saw so that first game. Um, yeah. In the next, you know, two, five, ten years' time, because I think you'll play a big, big role. Yeah, in I hope I'll be around. You will be, I'm yeah. sure. Thank you so much. Pleasure, man. Take care. <laughs>